Hey guys, it's Jackson, and welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk with Jackson. Hi guys, I am back this week. I was not feeling well last week, so I took the week off, um, but I'm so excited to be back this week. And I'm super excited for my special guest. So his name is Max K, and he is from WeTV's hit reality series, Love During Lockup. And if you've listened to my podcast before, you probably heard me um, interview a few different cast members from the Love After Lockup franchise on WeTV. But if you are new, let me give you the scoop on this amazing show. (laughs) So... Love After Lockup, like I said, is a very successful reality TV franchise on um, WeTV. And Love After Lockup is the original show, but there's a spinoff. There's a few different spinoffs. One is Life After Lockup, and the other is Love During Lockup. But Love After Lockup is a show that focuses on couples as they meet their potential future spouses, spouses for the first time once the jail bars are removed from their relationship. Um, you know, their journey is full of bumps and some very strong emotions um, with a very rocky road. Um, as the inmates taste freedom for the first time in a long while and viewers get to follow along as they leave their paper and pen behind and jump straight into dating, meeting the family and experiencing other first time nerve wracking moments. So that is um, kind of what sums up love after walkup. Life After Lockup is the spinoff that focuses on some of the fan favorite couples from Love After Lockup as they continue life um, on the outside and kind of deal with family issues, um, relationship issues, um, that sort of thing. Now, the new series Love During Lockup focuses on everything before that. So it still focuses on um, everything while the inmate is still in prison. So it focuses a lot on their relationship. Um, and the struggles with that and kind of dealing with having your partner in prison. Um, and sometimes they haven't even met in real life before. So it's, it's, it's a lot of craziness. It's a lot of drama, but it's super addicting. So definitely check out the Love After Lockup franchise on WeTV. It's so good. Let me tell you. Okay. And then Max K, he was on the most recent season of Love During Lockup. And his story is a bit unique. So he is a fitness model and he's from Washington, D.C., and he met a girl through a prison pin pal website. He, he met a few different girls, but the show focuses on this one particular girl named Tara. And he wasn't sure if she was a catfish or not because she had great pictures, obviously, from before she was incarcerated. Um, but she never wanted to video chat with him in prison or it never worked out. Um, and she would kind of ghost him at times. And he just wasn't sure what was going on, that kind of thing. Um, the weird thing was she ended up getting out of prison and didn't even tell him like it was crazy. There was, there's a lot of craziness with their relationship, but if you haven't watched the show, I don't want to give it all away. So definitely check out love after lockup or love during lockup. Sorry to kind of see Max's full journey with Tara. Um, but so like I said, that that's what the, this current season of love during lockup focused on specifically with Max's story. But since the season is over, um, I am catching up with Max to kind of get the scoop on what's been happening since then and also get some clarity on what happened that maybe viewers didn't get to see because um, with the show and how it's formatted, we only see a few minutes of each couple's story each episode. Um, And there's obviously a lot that we don't get to see. So um, he is here to kind of clear up some rumors and different things that maybe viewers were confused about. 
and um, address the haters. <laughs> so um, like a lot of reality stars, Max has some haters on social media, but he really enjoys kind of like replying to them. He even does a like weekly TikTok video where he replies to haters comments um, and kind of addresses everything. So I think he's taking this very well and in stride and, you know, is able to kind of laugh at himself and also kind of like let people know, like, don't take this stuff too seriously. Like these people are, you know, they're, they're trying to be mean, they're trying to be hurtful, but I'm not going to let it happen. And I, I love that. And I love his confidence. Um, and he's a really great guy. Um, but yeah, so um, if you're a fan of Max, definitely check out this interview and listen to what he has to say because he spills all the tea, let me tell you. Um, and then if you haven't seen Love During Lockup, definitely check that out and then check out this interview because it'll make sense and then there won't be any spoilers. <laughs> but anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with Max K from Love During Lockup on WeTV. I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, well, so I'm always curious at um, the very beginning, um, you know, and especially in this day and age, reality TV can be literally insane. Um, so I'm curious, so why did you decide to do the show in the first place? So for one, I'm not a reality TV watcher in general, right? So I don't really follow any of the shows. Right. I've heard of, you know, I've heard of obviously some of the big ones that are common and mainstream, like The Bachelor, uh, Love Island, et cetera, those type of things. Um, I had heard of Love After Lockup before, briefly, and mainly because I had a very good childhood friend who was uh, incarcerated for a while. And when he came out, which was like about a year ago, he got out of prison and yeah. told me that that's one of their favorite shows in prison that they like to watch. So, yeah. And so I had heard of the show from that basically. And I'd heard of it probably in like passing here and there. It's pretty well known, but they actually reached out to me and asked me to be on the show. And I was like, uh, okay, sounds good. Let's do it. And they found me from a TikTok that I had posted based on a trend, which was, I don't remember exactly the name of the trend because trends are just trends. Right. But Right. We had a trend where people were on uh, writeaprisoner.com scrolling through and like basically highlighting really hot prisoners, basically. And so I was like, shit, that's a, that sounds like fun. I'm going to do that. You know, it's kind of like Tinder, whatever. So then I found a couple baddies in prison, you know, and I did like a TikTok highlight reel showing them off. And so the company reached out to me and they said they were interested in basically casting me. And I was like, sure. All right. That's basically the answer. Interesting. Okay. So at that time when they reached out, you were not in like in a relationship with anyone in prison, correct? No, I was not. Okay. So um, <laughs> um, how did you and Tara end up connecting and how did you like, was you, were you more serious with her compared to others or like, how did that, how did Tara come about? Okay, so she was probably, I'd say, the first one who caught my eye when I was scrolling through the website, and she was highlighted in my original TikTok, because, I mean, as everybody can see, she's very attractive. So I was like, all right, this one's pretty cute. The only thing for me that threw it off at first was her age gap between mine was like, I forget, she's like 38 or something, and I was like, damn, what the hell? But she didn't look like it. She did not look Mm -hmm. like it. She was very good looking, so I was like, you know, my job as a straight male escort, I've been with women older than that before. So, you know, whatever. I just just a number at the end of the day. If we click, we click. 
Um, so I hit her up because she was hot and I had this offer for the show. So I was like, might as well talk to somebody. And the show makes it seem like she was the only one I was talking to at the time, but I was talking to like five or six others too. Okay. She, she was the first one and the one who responded the most often. And, you know, I do also want to say this, um, she had her interview with, according to Amber, and I did not like it. I watched it, and she basically framed things to make it seem like I was chasing after her, when in reality, she was much more aggressive to me, if that makes sense. I would send her, like, kind of platonic messages at first, and then she would open up super excited, send me a massive, massive letter. You know, she'd brag about her blowjob skills. She would get all flirty and stuff. You know, she would ask me for more sexy pictures, you know, like of my like gym photos and modeling photos and stuff. And I was like, Oh shit, she's really interested. So in her, I don't know if you saw her interview, but she made it seem like I was some like desperate weirdo who was like chasing her and she wasn't interested when in reality she was like acting hella thirsty, which is okay. I get it. She's locked up, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, she's bi, so she is, you know, so she's getting some girls, but like, you know, I'm sure she was looking for dudes as well, which she couldn't get. So, no judgment on the thirst. Like, I get it. I would be super fucking thirsty, too, if I was locked up. But, you know, she acted like I was being thirsty and she wasn't interested when that's complete bullshit. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, and, yeah, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the, the other thing is that I think a lot of people are probably curious about. I mean, you're obviously very handsome. You could probably get any girl that you wanted. Why would you want to date an inmate just because there's obviously like you wouldn't get to see them and there it comes with a whole other slew of problems but so why what attracts you to inmates in any capacity well that period of time i was uh so first i guess it would be important to note that the show was filmed a while ago Mm -hmm. so this not a lot of people get that mixed up and they think it's like super recent and they're hitting me up like asking me questions on instagram about like currently what's going on and they don't realize that that was a while ago but at that period of time i was really into like i had gotten lazy okay because i used to go out to the bar in the club to pick up girls and stuff and i started getting lazy and just started just like swiping on tinder and just having girls come over instead because it was just easier and less effort but at that point i was like starting to get bored of it and i started seeing the same girls on tinder over and over making new profiles and stuff and i was like all right you know I'm going to check something else, you know, and that's when I saw the, and also, of course, I was on Bumble, too, and stuff, and I was like, all right, and so the the prison thing happened, so I was like, oh, there might be some pretty attractive girls, and Tara, on the other hand, she was actually getting out kind of soon, mm. and like, she was older, but very attractive, you know, and I was like, this could be fun, you know, so it wasn't like I was actively, like, trying to date slash to marry her like long term like that it was more so like i would totally hang out with this chick when she gets out if that makes sense so start a relationship with her now not like a when i say relationship i'm talking about like a a friendly flirty relationship with her now and then hit her up when she and then like keep that going and then like meet up with her when she gets out and see what happens type of thing because i was still on tinder and bumble the whole time okay so yeah you were not in a like committed relationship like you weren't going to marry her or anything like that, like some of the others. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't really what was on my mind. It was more so let's see what happens when she gets out. Right, right. Okay, so what is the real story behind her ghosting you? 
and like her not showing up for the video visit because the show kind of one we only see like a few minutes of your scenes so it's hard to like kind of piece everything together I'm sure compared to what really happened um so what can you explain a little bit more so maybe people can kind of fill in the blanks a little bit yes so that was a really long time ago um yeah but I do most of it so basically you know for, we planned like two weeks in advance she really wanted to video chat. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously down to video chat too. I want to see what you look like now. And of course I didn't have like, you know, super high expectations. So she's in prison, right? She's mm-hmm. not going to have makeup. She's not going to have like everything perfect, but I just wanted to see the girl in real life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, she really wanted to video chat and see me in real life. And I was like, bet, let's do it. Um, and basically two weeks in advance or so we planned for this. We're talking back and forth and she had me using some other person's like account or something to log in to do a video visit because you have to register and approve an account and it was like somebody in her family or a really close friend or something that she gave me a login to because she was getting out soon ish and i guess the approval process would have taken too long to get not, to get my um jpay account approved to do a video chat or whatever mm-hmm. so ended up having to use some other account and at first we were having login issues the password wasn't working and then like she responded like i think it was like it might have even been hours before the video chat she responded with like saying the account should work now or something it was pretty close so i was like all right she's obviously active she's obviously online so it should be fine so i get there and we set up the video chat i log in it finally works and i sit there for like 30 minutes and nothing and so mm. I was like, hey, well, this is this is stupid. I just wasted all this time. And she wasted my time. So uh well, this is you know, I had to come at it, you know. I wouldn't yeah. look like life. But you know, it was kinda of dumb and I was like, all right, this is a waste of time. So I just moved on. Right. Um, now okay, so have you ever seen her in person at all? Like in person, like in the same place geographically yeah. or no, Are, never met. Have you seen her on video chat? Yeah, we ended up. I don't know why they didn't include it in the show, but we had uh, several FaceTime calls. Oh, really? Because yeah. yeah, I didn't see that unless like I missed something. But no, but. I, I didn't see it either. I watched it obviously. I didn't see it, which confused me. Little known fact, or maybe not little known fact, but we filmed like ten times more content than was actually on the show. So, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, think so. That. Quite a few calls, FaceTime and voice calls were omitted, as well as some really interesting and funny scenes that were also omitted. So I, you know, I don't know why they didn't show that. I guess that's the story they were trying to tell. Yes, I that's yeah, that's confusing because I think everyone was waiting to see you guys like see you like video chat her, like see her, like how she looks and stuff. And then at the end, like it was just you working out and saying you don't talk to her anymore. So like, yeah, I think. That was kind of unfortunate, but I mean, you never know what the future holds. Yeah, it was weird. And I will say this. She looked exactly like her pictures, maybe even better when we had a FaceTime call. So she's not a catfish. She's legit. Okay. I think the show show wanted to portray it as like maybe she was a catfish and leave that question unanswered. I think that might be trying to do, but... I'm going to dispel that right now. She's not a catfish. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, has Alessa, is that, okay, you're Alessa. Is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah. 
Okay. Has she, did she ever FaceTime her or talk to her at all? No, they never had any contact. Okay. Well, (laughs) that, I mean, that was another like story on the show that kind of got a lot of traction. Um, And a lot of people are really confused about your relationship with her. Um, So can you explain kind of how your relationship is with Alyssa and like, are you guys, have you guys ever dated or is it strictly like OnlyFans business or what would you consider it? Okay. So I'm not a fan of labels. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm not conventional labels, but um, to explain the dynamic we have, it's, it may sound pretty unique or uh, strange, unconventional to most viewers, but I know several people who are in arrangements like this mm-hmm. where essentially you would call us best friends of benefits and roommates. Okay. You know, best friends of benefits and roommates and business partners, obviously. Right. We do this all the time. Now, I mean, that's pretty much it in the most simplest aspect. Now, in terms of have we ever dated, we've gone on dates before, you know, like we've, you know, we've gone on dates before. We've done, I guess, somewhat romantic things before, more so when we first met, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um less so in current times because we're just used to it now. We're used to each other and we were focused on the grind, you could say. Uh, But yeah, I mean, best friends with benefits, business partners and roommates. Yeah. Okay. So on this show, at least they kind of made it seem like she was like jealous of your relationship with any inmate, including Tara and then whoever else you were talking to. But um so do you think that it was jealousy from your perspective or do you think it was more like concern as like a best friend and, you know, someone close to you, like concerned that you're dating an inmate and that kind of thing? I think it's a little of both, to be honest with you, because and when I say jealousy, I don't mean jealousy in terms of like, oh, but I love him. Uh, he can't be with somebody else because, you know, she's aware completely that I am a straight male escort. Right. But at the same time, um, and she has no problem with that because it's business. You know what I mean? It's business. It's work. But I think um, doing what I was doing, uh, she was more so irritated with, I, you could say the word jealous, but jealous of me giving my time elsewhere when money is not involved, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so just curious. So if you were to like actually find someone that you were in a relationship with, would that be a problem for her or have you, I mean, is, with the arrangement, have you guys kind of already like discussed what would happen if that ever came about? Honestly, we do avoid that topic because you do. <laughs> neither of us really have any idea. Really? Yeah. Okay. Some of the producers, the producers of the show, a couple of them, cause we've had different producers. They would talk to us sometimes. They'd be like, They'd ask us that same question. We just look at each other and just be like, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. You know, they would ask us like behind the scenes, like, so what's the deal? Like, what? Like, what if he gets into a relationship? What if you? And we're just kind of like, I don't, I don't know, really. Right. And one of the producers is like, I predict one day you two are gonna get married. <laughs> we we're like, I don't know, maybe. I don't <laughs> see it happening, but maybe. I don't, we never know, you know. Right. Serious. No, that may okay. Well, that kind of explains things. Um, Okay. So on the show, they kind of show that Tara ended up getting out of prison and you had no idea. Um, So how long was she out before you knew and why did she not 
tell you that she was out. Oh, yeah, that was irritating. So this whole time we're talking back and forth. She disappears for a while. And so me and my buddy were chilling at his house. And, you know, Neil's his name. He's very, uh, he's a jokester. He's a very, um, how do I put this? He likes to pry and then turn everything into a joke, you know, pry into my life and then turn it all into a joke, which is okay. I love him for it. But, uh-huh. you know. uh, so basically he, he came up with the brilliant idea to try and figure out information on her situation. Like, cause she disappeared and he wanted to know. And I was like, I mean, she's just not interested, bro. Like whatever, let's move on. But he's like, no, I want to know. And so I was like, all right, sure. I want to know too. And so I went along with his scheme. And so he got me to call the prison or whatever and basically find out information on her. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll do that. And then, so I did and find out she was released already. And I was like, well, that's, that's kind of fucked up. Like mm. I haven't heard anything. We've been talking forever. So what's the deal here? You know, like, does she have something going on? Like my first um, assumption was that she had like a, a man who was waiting for her outside and yeah. that she was using, she was using me as like, I don't know, like a source of entertainment or like fantasy or something while she's in prison to have to get her mind off of shit till she gets out. Cause she lives in, I think Georgia. Right. So, you know, it's kind of far. It's not that far. Like we border States, but you know, Virginia's a large state. So we're like, right. Virginia. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like DC, Virginia border. So let's, I'd have to go through all of Virginia to get to Georgia. But point is she got out. I had no idea about it. I was confused as to like, at least give like one thing that's a pet peeve of mine, lack of communication. Right. So if you get out of prison and you have a man's back home, just hit me up and tell me. And I'll be like, all right, bet. I'll talk to somebody else then. You know? Mm-hmm. Not a big, no hard feelings. It's not a big deal. But what I don't like is lack of communication, right? In the past when I would like, you know, a lot of guys ghost girls when they try to like, like when you're hooking up with a girl and then she wants to take it to the next level, you don't. A lot of guys just ghost girls. I never do. I just tell them I'm not into you like that. We had a lot of fun. I, I like what we're doing together, but, but I'm not interested in pursuing a committed relationship. And if they say, well, I am, I'm like, well, it was great. We had a great time together. I'm just, that's not what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? So I'm very straightforward and I don't, I don't like to ghost. Like I'm, I'm big on communication essentially. So I get really irritated by people who don't do that. And so that's what was pissing me off at the time, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now you kind of said this earlier. Um, so what do you have to say in regards to Tara claiming that you were interested in fame and that you were like desperate to get on the show and that you wanted her basically for the show. Well, um, let's see how I answer this exactly. So yes, of course, you know, the T well, okay. Desperate to get on the show. They reached out to me. So Mm -hmm. that's already dispelled off the bat, right? They reached out to me first. Mm -hmm. I don't even watch TV. (laughs) Like, so desperate is just her being her. I think mm-hmm. she read through. I think she read through the Twitter and Reddit haters and just played into their interest to probably get them as fans. Uh, that's what I think she did because she knew better than that. And I told her after I talked to her for a little bit, I told her, "Hey, I got the offer to you on the show. Would you be interested?" And she said no at first. And I said, "Okay, that's totally cool." Moved on to somebody else. And I was still talking to her though, but I told her it's cool, like if you don't want to, and I hit somebody else up. Um, 
And then she came back and said, actually, I do want to do it out of the blue. She's like, actually, I, I want to do it. Let's do it. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, you tell me who's desperate to be on the show. Right? Mm-hmm. Sounds had like she, she was. <laughs> had she, she was. seen the Yeah. Had she I, seen the show or I, I don't know if she had seen it or not. I think she said she, she had, okay. but the point okay. is she said no at first. And then she changes her mind magically and says, actually, I want to be on it. Can we do it? And I was like, yeah, all right, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> she was the first one so i was like yeah i mean you're first you're the one who's best at responding you're the one who i went for first so of course i'll i'll give you the you know the opportunity so you know that was that and yeah so desperate for the show obviously that's just nonsense and that's just haters being haters i guess um what was the second part of the question um uh, no i think you answered it that yeah you were interested in uh, being famous and you were desperate to get on the show, which is basically the same thing. And as far yeah, as I mean, what I, she was saying, I'm, yeah. interested, I'm, I'm interested in building my social media and becoming an influencer, growing my OnlyFans, etc. But like the show hit me up first. I wasn't like searching for reality TV shows. They hit me up first and I offered her the spot and she said no. And then she changed her mind. So actually, yes, let's do it. And so I said, sure. So, you know, I wouldn't really call that desperate. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, well, I think, and I don't know, maybe, I mean, like you said, she may be playing into what people are saying on Twitter and stuff. The other thing that I think now kind of what maybe some people are doing, and I don't know if she took it from like maybe what she had heard in like prison. Um, I do know some people that do like try and hit up inmates now to be on the show specifically. Yeah. So, I mean, Maybe that's part of it, and maybe she just played into it to make you look bad. I don't know. But, no, it is something that some people do, but I didn't think you would, so. Yeah, and she also started a podcast, I heard, so she's trying oh, to really? Realize. I didn't that's, know yeah. that. <laughs> I didn't either until she told me. She hit me up on IG and told me. Um, so, yeah, she reached out to me out of the blue on Instagram, hit me up, and was telling me about her life, and then told me a uh, she started a podcast and I told her that was awesome. And it's about like prison reform and stuff like that, which is, you know, something that definitely needs to have attention. So that's, that, well, that's good. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. Um, glad she's, you know, out and doing something that's good. Um, let's see. Okay. So as you've mentioned before, a lot of people talk a lot about your sexuality on social media um, as well as the fact that you have an OnlyFans and you are a male escort. So what do you have to say to the haters out there that question your sexuality and also talk about what you do for a living? I have a lot to say, but I'll try <laughs> to keep it so concise, right? So first thing, okay, if any of these idiots think calling me gay is an insult in 2020, they're just dumb because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, how, like, I mean, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory, okay? If right. I was gay, if I was gay, I would tell the whole damn world I'm gay, and then right. I would be an escort, I would be an escort with gay men, and I'd make twice as much money, okay, or probably three times as much money. Uh, right. So, <laughs> if I was gay, I would be the first motherfucker to tell everybody I'm gay. Right? right. So yeah, calling me gay as an insult is just doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's illogical. Um, mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two. I have a large gay fan base and that is totally fine with me. And because I have a large gay fan base, especially on OnlyFans, I'm going to produce content that appeals to them. 
So a lot of solo stuff. And recently I've been doing a lot of foot and domination stuff uh, because that's what they like. Okay. Right. That doesn't me that doesn't make me gay. That makes me a smart content creator, really. So, you know, I mean, and if they want to call me gay because I do foot worship videos, then sure, you know, whatever. <laughs> I have straight sex videos on there too. I'm going to have more coming very soon. It's just that Alessa is currently recovering from her rhinoplasty. So she's going to be down for a couple more weeks probably before she can, you know, get to work on that. But, you know, we, uh, we're planning to do plenty more uh, collabs there too. It's just that taking a short break from recovery. Now, I mean, the thing that they oftentimes wish that they could do and can't, whether because they just can't in general or because they don't have the balls to do it. So, right. you know, I was, before I started, I was obviously nervous too. You know what? I said, fuck it. Just <laughs> pulled the trigger, started producing content, and started growing. Now, a lot of people think, and I've seen some of the articles from some of the gossip tabloids that are saying stuff like, the secret X-rated life of Max K. It, that's hilarious to me because there's no secrets there. My OnlyFans is blatantly in my link tree. My right. escort profile blatantly in my link tree. I'm not trying to hide any of that. So, I mean, it's no secret. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'm proud to be a, you know, an escort. I'm proud to be a OnlyFans content creator. I take it very seriously. I always listen to the feedback from my fans as long as it's constructive and try to do my best to keep everybody happy, um, which can be very difficult because I have a pretty diverse range of fans on OnlyFans, especially. So it can be difficult to try and keep everybody happy, but I do my very best. And that's why I put out regular polls to see how my audience is shifting in terms of what they're interested in. Um, but yeah, so in terms of talking shit about what I do, um, first thing I'll say is the most common one that I get, I think, other than the gay thing is like get a real job or something to that effect. What is a real job? Right. Really, like, what what is the definition of a real job? And nobody has ever given me an answer to this day, you know. Uh, and I'll say, what is it? Working for some boss nine to five? Is that what your definition of a real job is? Where you pay you get paid fifty thousand a year, or what, you know, or what? Because I like working on my own schedule. I like making double that, and I like, right. uh, and I like, I like the idea of being able to advance the ladder, like grow my income a lot faster than, you know, uh, a promotional in like corporate America waiting for promotions every couple of years. I could double in a year. I could double in six months. I could double in two months. You know, it depends how good my content is, how good my marketing is. It depends on a lot of things, collaborations, all that stuff. So I like being able to control my own destiny. I like being able to work my own hours and I like being able to make people happy directly. And, you know, sex work, a lot of people like to shit on it, but they're all consumers of it. So um, right. you tell me, kind of ironic, right? Same right. thing when people talk shit about porn stars. It's the same when people talk shit about porn stars. All these people who talk shit about porn stars are watching their porn, okay? When the doors are closed, they're jerking off to their porn, you know? So same thing. It's it's literally the same thing, you know? So it's 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 ironic, it's hypocritical, and it's small-minded. Right, right. And actually, and I'm sure people probably don't know this, you have, like, don't you have, do you have a master's? I do. I have a master's in biochemistry from Georgetown. Really? Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. See, so, um, I mean, do you ever throw that out there to people that like are hating on you or, or you really don't care? <laughs> I do all the time because, you know, a lot of people actually call bullshit on that. I got into an argument with somebody on Twitter. 
Now, and that's another thing I'll address. I do respond to haters because I was, first of all, I don't block haters. The only time I would ever block somebody is if they were spamming. That's the only time I'd ever block somebody. I don't really block haters because I don't believe in censoring people, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If somebody's a hater, I let them comment and, you know, I choose whether I respond or not, but I don't want to block somebody's opinion out, if that makes sense. Uh, my page is an open page. If you want a voice that you think I'm gay or you think I'm ugly, I let you do that. Uh, doesn't mean I agree with you. It just means I'll let you do that because, you know what? I believe in free speech. But in terms of <laughs> when I respond, I respond sometimes. I definitely make a priority of responding to fans over haters, but I do respond to haters often. And whether it be on Twitter or on um, other platforms, and that's because I want people to hear my side of the story too, you know? And, and so recently I got into an argument with somebody on Twitter who basically was one of the usual uh, small-minded toxic haters who was basically saying that I'm stupid and that it's bullshit that I went to Georgetown and that their kid went to Georgetown and will expose me for not going there. And I said, okay, that's <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I say, okay, I'll literally take a picture of my degree. Uh, and they're like, okay, yeah, do it. I bet you won't. And I was like, all right. And I literally took a picture posing next to my master's. And then they said that I was, and then that's when they said, get a real job. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your life or whatever. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I just proved you wrong. Right. <laughs> Be literally mad. So, uh, yeah. So I, and I put it on my story too, because I do that often. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely get it. And yeah, I'm glad you were able to prove them wrong. That's good. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, speaking of hate. So you do, you do those like weekly, like TikTok, um, you like reading, um, hate tweets and, uh, comments and stuff every week. Um, so what is the funniest hater comment or tweet that you've ever gotten that you can think of? Oh, that's tough. You know, there's a lot of weird ones. I mean, the me, it can be weird too. I like, I like the memes. Um, let's see. I would say my favorite are the memes. Some of them are genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the, I mean, funny in what kind of way, right? Because there's also funny in terms of how stupid it is. So, like, the one I mentioned earlier calling me, like, closeted gay, like, that's hilarious to me because I would never be closeted gay if I was. I would tell the whole damn world right away. Right. Um, you know, and then the get a real job is also pretty amusing to me because of how stupid of a statement that is. Um, and then, you know, claiming things that, okay, so for example, another one, when people say, like, I'm desperate and I can't get girls, like, no matter how hard I try, yet I literally have a beautiful girl who does content with me whenever, living with me. So, like, you explain that to me, please. How am I desperate and can't get girls that I have one living, literally living with me making content? Right. And I'm, I don't know if you've seen my recent Instagram reels and TikToks where I go up to like two girls or a guy and a girl and just straight up ask them for a threesome and they often say yes. So right. you tell me, I really desperate for girls. Like, what kind of a stupid statement is that? Like, he can't get anybody, so he ha- so he's like desperate for prison. It's like, like you people are so like insecure and mad. You know, I don't get it. You know, I don't get the the mentality behind these kind of things when it's literally like literally the show is a literal example. You know, I had a Tinder date lined up. All right, like. That was literally on an episode. Mm-hmm. They didn't film the date. I actually went on a date. They didn't film it. Um, but, you know, I had that. And then, obviously, the less is literally on the show there with me. So, I don't understand how they can possibly say these things. Right. 
Well, I mean, I think, yeah, I think like you said, people are insecure. And I mean, honestly, it's, you know, reality TV, I think is an example of something people kind of use and they kind of like, you know, they think, even though they know it's like reality, like you're a real person, I think they just think like tweeting at you or tweeting about you, like you're never going to see it or you're never going to respond and they can just say whatever they want. But obviously you're a real person. So I love to respond. I love to surprise them with responses, you know? Right, right. Well, yeah. I don't realize it's me either. That's another funny thing. Oh my God. I was trying to tweet and then they'll like talk to me about Max and then they're like, wait, oh shit, you're Max. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you ever turned a hater into some, like a fan? Like, have they ever like really like been trolling you and then you end up turning them into a fan? It's happened actually many times. Yeah. Literally just by having conversations. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, you're something like they showed you in the show. I'm like, yeah, because it's reality TV and they choose to portray me in however light that they want to. Uh, And so, you know. The way, the way that I appear on the show is literally nothing compared to what I am in real life. And all my friends were like, for every episode, I always have like a watch party in my apartment and have a bunch of friends over. We all watch the show together. And they always laugh. Me too. We always laugh and cringe at my scenes because it's like, what the hell? Right. We all laugh at it because it's weird and it has not, it's nothing like me in real life. And that's what some of the former haters to his fans um, have seen when they actually have a conversation. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so how how they portrayed you on the show, what would you say is, like, the most inaccurate thing about how they portrayed you? Or is it just, like, because also we only see, like I said, only a few minutes of your, you know, of you. So, you know, it's hard to really portray an accurate picture in just, like, a few minutes. And if they cut a lot of stuff out, then we're only seeing, like, really, like, literally, like, seconds of this of the whole story so yeah so uh, they so the first thing that came that started <clears throat> the way that they they tried to pro, um portray me as first of all they made me seem very dumb which was pretty funny honestly it was entertaining they made me seem like this dumb himbo guy this like this simple-minded gym jock guy basically uh-huh. um and number two they made me seem like really like Emotionally insecure and desperate, basically, if that makes any sense. Which I totally had a feeling that they were going to do that because that's how the scenes were directed. Essentially, like they were really keying in on me being interested in Tara rather than me being interested in her, of course, but not that much. I was, I had again five or so other inmates I was talking to the whole time, on and off. You know, she was just the main one, and they really keyed in on. The emotional reactions, if that makes sense. So when I would get mad, they would really zoom in on that. When I would be sad, they would zoom in on that. And then they wouldn't show like the conversation that was chill that I had like five seconds later with my buddy. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. were kind of editing is magic, you know? Right. <laughs> they really, really can control the narr- narrative with that. And so they made me seem very emotionally desperate and insecure and obsessed over Tara which is what she played into with her interview, which really irritated me because she knew better, but she just went along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and that's why I kind of understand. Uh, I don't understand being mean with hate comments, but I understand how they, how I seem kind of fucking weird mm-hmm. based, off of the, based off of the show because I watch it too and I'm like, oh, this is so cringe, you know? Like, they're really, they're doing, they're doing a number on my reputation right now. Right. 
uh, my dedicated followers on social media and OnlyFans from before the show know what I'm really like, so they weren't really like phased at all. But yeah, yeah. So. Now that okay, so on the show you did have another inmate that they kind of showed, but they couldn't say the name and they couldn't like talk about her because her case was apparently public. Um, yeah. They kept bleeping out the name. Um, do you still keep in touch with her at all? I do actually. I actually just had a phone call with her, I believe, two weeks ago, and then okay. before that, I had a phone call with her lawyer. So we are still in contact. Um, I'm awaiting to see what happens with her case, and let's just say we're on very good terms. And and I also say this: I'm not. I can't. I, I don't. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say her name at this point, but. I'd have to confirm that with the lawyer, but um, it's a very high-profile case, and a couple people online after the episode did their detective work and did correctly identify her uh, based on the clues that were given in the show. Um, I, again, I'm not going to say who it was, but people did figure out who it was on Reddit, I believe it was. Okay. I think Reddit first. Maybe some people on Twitter, but Reddit was first. I saw some people got it right, but... Um, Again, I don't know whether she actually did it or not. Personally, I'm not going. I'm not following the news on her case at all because I just news is news, man. You know, like I don't, right. I don't listen to any news anymore. I get my news from independent sources on YouTube and stuff like that. So right. I'm not really, I'm not really going to follow any of that. I'm just listening to what she says, and what her lawyer says, and waiting to see what happens with the judicial system and. Hoping for the best because she seems like a really cool person. Honestly, I would totally meet her when she gets out. And, you know, she's in the same slash similar line of work as me. So, you know, me, her and Alessa would definitely have a mutual understanding. So she knows that she knows I do OnlyFans, too. You know, she knows about all that. And she was a sugar baby slash escort on the side at some point, too, and a stripper. So, you know, there's a mutual understanding there. We come from a very similar background. So, you know, I I think it would be a very good fit. And we have talked about um, we've talked about several different forms of social media collaboration and potentially other collaborations as well, which I can't really talk about right now. Mm-hmm. But if everything goes well with her case, good things are coming. Yes. Now, okay. So with the show, um, since her case was so public, why did um, she decide to like be like featured on the show at all? Would, did she know that her name would be like bleeped out or like? How did that work? That's actually exactly what I was on the phone with her lawyer about. Yes. So she was, she, so as to why she agreed to be on the show, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. She was very, that's the first show and only show she's done. She's had a ton of offers. That is the only one she actually accepted, which she wasn't very clear as to why. I think, I think she was just interested in me and what I had to offer. She said something about that because most of the other shows were just kind of like, just highlighting her if that makes sense but she was actually interested in like talking to me and like meeting up and like working together at some point on stuff so she said it was like it was different something like that i don't remember exactly what she said on the phone but now in terms of the um whether she knew her name was going to be blurred out etc she did not okay she expected her name to be there and she wanted her name to be there she wanted to be known okay Uh, (laughs) but they blurred out her name and it had something to do with her not being able to sign and deliver the release forms. And this is all according to her lawyer. So I don't know exactly 
what the situation is with that. But what I heard from her herself, the inmate in question, whose name I can't say, (laughs) she received the release form, signed it, had it all approved with her lawyers, and was not given a return address to send it to. Mm, interesting. So she thinks that WeTV screwed her and didn't want to give her any like clout or whatever. And because of the, the severity of her case or something, I don't know. Um, her lawyer didn't really say what she thinks because lawyers are very careful with their language. And so the lawyer basically was talking about how uh, it was just basically asking me questions. Did I know that she was going to have her name blurred out? No, I didn't. I thought they were going to show it. What did I know? I just told them everything I knew about like what was going on, which is not much. And how many phone calls that they recorded, how many were released. Did, did the, um, uh, did I divulge any information or did the client divulge any information about the case that could be damaging to her reputation? No, uh, stuff like that. Okay. It was like that. And so I don't know what's exactly going on, but it seems a little strange. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Um, obviously, I didn't think, uh was like, I, I assumed she wouldn't, like, agree to be on a show just to have her name, like, blurred out. So I yeah. was like, something went on there. And obviously, you guys were saying her name very often. So obviously, you didn't know that she wasn't supposed I- to. So like, yeah, like, I mean, it, that's why it was like, very odd. But um so I was just curious. But I'm I am, I'm sure there were people on social media being detectives and trying to find out who she was. It was within like, uh, like within 10 minutes after the episode, people had already figured it out. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I know this would probably be hard to answer, but if she ever did come out, like was out of prison and was able to like, uh, be revealed, if that makes sense, um, would you do the show again with her? Yes. Okay. Okay, so you, did you like the, even though you really didn't like how you were portrayed on the show, did you like, do you like, did you like the experience as a whole? Oh, behind the scenes, filming, interacting with the producers and all that stuff, that was actually great. And I made a point of being extremely cooperative and agreeable at all times. Good. I tried to be very, very easy to work with as much as absolutely possible. And they told me that afterwards. They said, you were the easiest to work with of anybody. It was a pleasure working with you. And I would totally do it again. And that made me happy because I, you know, I, that's how I do everything. You know, that's how I do everything that I do work related with my OnlyFans, et cetera. I'm always trying to, and with modeling as well, I'm always trying to be as cooperative and easy to work with as possible because that's how you get more jobs. And that's how you get a good reputation, you know. Right. Unfortunately, with TV, being extremely cooperative and easy to work with, or I should say reality TV, gives them a lot more flexibility to fuck around with your portrayal. But, you know, that's the consequence that I had to pay for doing what I did. But I live a no regrets kind of life. So it is what it is. Um, I just wish, yeah, I think it would be nice to see one, I think, with someone that was like willing to like, either they were able, you were like, able to show who they were, like they were able to be in person. Yeah, that's possible. Nice. That would be nice. Um, more about who you are, because I think the whole season, I mean, I think, you know, compared to everyone else on the show, like with your storyline, we really only saw like you were on the phone occasionally and like it just I don't know how to explain it, but it was like a few quick scenes and we really didn't get to see like who you were. And the only time we saw you were like 
trying to get a hold of Tara or you were like with a friend talking about her. It was just kind of like, I feel like we fans didn't really get to know who you are. Oh, or you, yeah. like weird, awkward scenes. But you know what's interesting? I forgot to mention this. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I forgot to mention this. We had scheduled, we were supposed to film a meeting in real life when she got out. Mm-hmm. That's what some of those FaceTime calls that they cut out were were mentioning towards the end. Um, we were supposed to actually like have like either we hadn't we hadn't quite decided if we were going to go by road trip or by plane for me to go to Georgia and meet her in person. Um, but then she disappeared. Yeah. Again, she literally disappeared. <laughs> and you know, I don't know why because she she all she changed her mind and wanted to be on the show and get that publicity. But then she just changed up last minute about meeting in person. And look, I saw her on FaceTime. She looked exactly how she said she looked. Mm-hmm. I don't understand like what that was about. Um, you know, in terms of meeting in person um, at her in her state, you know. So I was gonna go and travel, you know, and do it because you know I wanted to actually see in real life, you know. Mm-hmm. But she literally disappeared, and then. We were trying to get a hold of her, could not get a hold of her. Then apparently she had COVID and then completely went dark. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, now, okay. So where do you and Alessa stand now? Because um, in like the last few episodes, they kind of showed you guys like arguing and stuff. Um, so how are things now between you two? So now I own the apartment. Okay. First of all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's twice as big. It's twice as big. Actually, it's more than twice as big as the other one. Okay. I own it. Um, but she is my roommate as well. She lives here. And we are doing content again. Well, you know, after her nose job. Heels. Yes. <laughs> what but did she think of the show? She hated it. Okay. So she would not yeah. want to do it again. I I don't know. Actually, you want me to go ask her? <laughs> if she's I know she's recovering I don't want to <laughs> it's up <Yeah>. to you <laughs> Alessa no okay she can't really talk because her nose is like all it's okay stuff. no it's fine yeah, I was just curious um I mean yeah I mean it's a, I mean I, the, the, I mean it's a good show I mean but <laughs> I'm sure she yeah she didn't like portrayal either you know she didn't she didn't like my portrayal either she was kind of mad that they made me look kind of weird and dumb um, but you know, she was, she was almost more mad than I was, but you know, she's a great friend. So, okay. but you know, um, now do you talk to any of the other cast members from the show? I mean, obviously you guys don't film together, but have you like connected on social media and like talked about your experiences at all? We had one Skype call. It was a big group set or maybe it was zoom, whatever. We had a big group video chat with the producers at one point, right before the season premiered. Okay. Um, about social media and stuff like that and dealing with hate all that, all that kind of stuff just like preparing us for the storm ahead right oh really um, okay yeah because I, I didn't you know, know they did that yeah no we did so we all got to talk a little bit but um other than that there was one point um i so i've never met anybody in person right there was one point uh when they flew me to la for the, the promotional photo shoot and interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, one other cast member was there, and I mean, I'm the only male, so it was a female. I don't know which one it was. They kept that secret from me at the time. And it was very strange to me how they made sure at all times there was no contact between the two of us. 
we could never even like see each other. So we were in the same large facility. It was like a big like warehouse production place where they had like a, a photo shoot set and then they had a, the interview set in two different buildings that were connected. And while I was doing the photo shoot, she was doing the video interviews. And while I was doing the inter- video interview, she was doing the photo shoot. And when we were passing by each other, they made absolutely certain we passed in different routes and they were very strict. They were very strict about not letting me wander hallways. And they were very like, follow me this way. Don't, don't be around. Just come straight to me. It was very strange how they were being so secure and so like secretive about me meeting another cast member. I don't know why. Um, you know, I don't, again, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So I don't know why they were doing that, but that was very strange to me um so i've never met anybody in person but online i think we had a there was like a brief comment thread on one of the uh love, love after lockup instagram posts i made a comment about like like oh my god like uh, some comment about how they made me look weird or something as like a joke and then like i think he was indie responded and said i know right me too or something i don't remember but it was like very i haven't really reached out to anybody except obviously tara reached out to me on instagram Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Any, okay. I'm curious. Like you said, you are the only guy. Um, with any of the other cast members, do you find any of them attractive? Would you want to pursue them in any way? Um. So if I had to say who was the best looking of all of them, <laughs> I would say probably Haley. She's kind okay. of cool. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um. And, you know, she seems kind of crazy on the show, but, like, again, <laughs> being on the show myself, I don't think it's accurate. She's probably a lot more normal than it seems, you know? Right, um, she's right. Still, like, you know, I'm not against, like, tattoos on girls, I don't have a problem with it. Sometimes I find it hot, even. Um, she's got a lot of tattoos, but that's not a problem. Um, but, yeah, she's kind of cute. And then I would say second would be Indy. She's got some really nice cheekbones on her, you know? Everybody's been commenting, I think, about that. <laughs> I think more so to make fun of them, but it looks good. Okay, it does. Right. Her makeup's always right. on point every time. Like she looks good. Um, so I'd say those two. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Do you have any regrets from your first season on the show? I hate the word regrets, honestly, because mm-hmm. my policy is to live life without any regrets. And obviously, everybody makes plenty of mistakes in their life, but. For me, I look at mistakes not as regrets, but rather as lessons learned that I can draw from in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't say I have any regrets now. Okay, that's good. Are there any things you that you can talk about that you have coming up, like any projects or anything you do want to talk about that you're able to at the moment? Yes, I have several. So. As I've already mentioned, my TikTok and Instagram are my primary platforms. I have recently opened a Twitter account as well, at MaxKFit, which I am working very hard on growing that. And I also have um, my YouTube channel is the next really big project. Uh So I've already posted a series of shorts. Most of them are just based off of my Instagram and TikTok content. But I've been posting a series of shorts to just get the algorithm going. Uh But on YouTube, I'm going to have a whole bunch of different styles, a bunch of different content, more longer videos as well, um, traditional YouTube videos, such as like, I'm going to talk about modeling stuff, I'm going to talk about my skincare routine, which is new. It's not what it used to be. Okay. Uh, they, they, I don't know why they like keyed in on that so much. And they like, they called it like the like 
13 steps, skincare, everything. It was not 13 steps at all. Mm-hmm. I had like four products, products total if you count my, my face wash. Like, right. Whatever. But again, like it's it's not that ridiculous. It's like a typical model skincare routine, right. you know? And so I have that. Um, I'm going to talk about my skincare routine, which products I use, why I use them. I'm going to talk about uh, um, fitness, obviously, but that's not going to be the main focus. A lot of people think I'm just going to do fitness. I'm not going to. It's oversaturated and the community is extremely toxic. So I'm going to have fitness content, but more so in terms of how it impacts my lifestyle, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. fitness, nutrition, skincare, fashion, modeling. And um, also I'm going to talk about behind the scenes what it's like being a sex worker. Only fans, escorting, all that stuff. Tell stories. Um it's like telling stories about it, explaining what it's like, what are the benefits, what are the cons. People have a lot of questions. I'm going to do lots of Q&As. I'm also going to – the main launch of the YouTube channel is going to be a tell-all about Love After Lockup. So I'm going to do my big tell-all, tell my story, what really happened, what really didn't happen, how they portrayed me versus what was what was actually how I was doing things, kind of like what I've said here, and talk about some of the scenes that were really interesting that were cut out. Um so stuff like that. So the big release is going to start with that. But my YouTube channel already exists, Max K Fit Official. Um, but it, the main, the first major release is probably going to be that YouTube video, or it's going to be like a compilation of some of those like crazy TikTok pickup videos that I've been doing. That might be first because I already have the content filmed, so I can just make a compilation. But stay tuned for the tell; it's coming. Oh, exciting! Exciting. Yeah, and then the last thing I'll mention is also I'm going to. I already bought the domain for it, but I'm going to be launching a website. I just need to find a good designer for um, uh, the the art and the web design itself. For I'm launching a website. I'm going to be releasing merch and stuff like that. Okay. That's coming after the YouTube channel gets rolling. Okay, okay, that's awesome. So what what else will be on your website besides merch? Will it be for your content in general, like where you can control it, or? Yeah, so it'll be content. It'll be merch. It'll also be supplements as well. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's awesome. That's cool. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you're doing well and you're not um, traumatized by the experience of the show. <laughs> it was pretty crazy at first, but I definitely got used to it. Now I'm just rolling with it. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. Um, but again, thank you ta- for taking um, a little bit of time to do this. Um, I'm really grateful. So, Yeah, I hope it was useful. I hope uh, it answers a lot of the questions people had. Thank you guys so much for listening to my interview with Max K from Love During Lockup on WeTV. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want more Reality Talk, please follow our social media. It's at Reality Talk Podcast on Instagram, or you can tweet with me on Twitter. It's at JacksonSeth35. And I will have all of Max's social media links in the episode description so you guys can keep up with him. But definitely check out Love During Lockup on WeTV. And then the most current season is actually um, Love After Lockup, which is currently airing on Friday nights on MeTV. But thank you guys so, so much for all of the love and support. I truly appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next week. Uh